0: Welcome back to Wind Against Tide. I'm Joey Fernand and we have Adrian Lucia, here, Dave standing in the studio. It's Easter weekend. Well, we're coming to the end of Easter weekend and we've got a big, big show today, guys. We've got Adrian's been to Tasmania, Dave's been to Port Ferry. Joey said he was going to make it happen, but didn't go fishing. Brendan went to Lake's entrance. We've got a King report. We've got an update on Adrian's tag at 100. And we've also got what grinds Dave's gears. You're not going to want to miss this show.
1: Thanks, thanks Joey,
0: for
2: uh, inviting us to our own show. Very, really love it. <laughs> very nicely done, Joe. You can leave now. Thank you very much. You've done your job. No, stick around because we do love your input. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't get together last week. We had uh, overlapping trips, didn't we, Adrian, because I was down on the southwest coast and as I came back, you were jumping on a plane to Tasmania.
1: Yeah, that is correct, Dave. I was actually going to come on that tuna trip too, but the uh, time frame wasn't there to make it happen.
2: Yeah, you were doing the classic Adrian non-committal, <laughs> not wanting to say no, but <laughs> I had to basically force no out of you. I'm like, Adrian, are you going to come on Tuesday? I, I really don't care. I just need to know. And you're like, oh yeah, but I'm. I kind of want to go to Tassie with Jonah, and I don't know if we're going to be back in time for my flight at six thirty. I'm like, well, no, of course you're not. <laughs> I'll, I'll be fishing until sundown, which is about six, so you got no chance. It so doesn't he-
0: sound like Adrian. He would have just doubled down on things if it was any other day.
1: Oh, I was trying to. I was actually trying to go to the tuna, um trip on at Port Ferry. But, um, th- yeah, Dave didn't allow it. He's like, no, you got to do one or the other. I'm like, well, sorry, Dave. This is my one and only chance to go to Eagle Hawk while the family's away. I've got to do it.
2: Yeah, yeah. while... I don't know about one and only chance. It's not going anywhere, but.
0: So so you guys were in direct competition with each other?
2: Wow. Well, yeah. well, well, as I was writing, <laughs> There was a I, couple of wells there. I've got to tell you
1: something. The, the only competition we had was being Jonah's best friend.
2: Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was a little bit heartbroken because uh, Jonah is my friend, basically. I've claimed ownership of him and there was a little trip planned and. I was thrown an invite, but it was like after the fact. You know what I mean, Joe? You know, one of those token ones? Yeah, yeah.
0: So Adrian was invited. Oh, you can come along if you like, Dave.
2: No, I think there was some scheming and planning behind my back. (laughs) And then Adrian was like, nah, Dave won't be able to come. He's got to work. And then I was just given like a little token invite at the end, which of course I had to say no to. And they went off without me.
1: Unbelievable. That that is not very true at all. He He actually invited us... Us both about two weeks ago he goes, Oh, it's it's uh, April now, guys. Any second now, there's going to be tuna and swords caught. Yeah. And then there was no further communication until there was a trip announced. No. And then there was like, Oh, there was a few hundred kilo, oh, 80 to 90 kilo tuna caught and a few sword hookups.
2: Look, mate. <laughs> I'm deeply hurt, but I'm going to move on with it for the sake of the show. All right.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, if we're, if we're talking about chronologically what happened in the past week of fishing, you, your trip was first, Dave. Yeah.
2: So, um, the big tuna bite is really good kind of everywhere at the moment. They're very widespread. Um, and yeah, it came up that I had another day free and it was on a Tuesday again and the weather happened to be good again. And, I had a couple of things in my way that were going to stop me, but I did some shuffling. Um, My boat was actually supposed to go in for a service, so I put that off for a couple of days and sort of made it happen. And um, And
0: you got new clears as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Got new clears and canopy on the Edencraft, so she's spick and
0: span. Hey, silly question. Why do you have to get new clears, like?
1: (laughs) You know why he has to get new clears, Joey? Because he punched out to the rigs at Apollo Bay two weeks ago. In the rough weather, and it's just destroyed him.
0: Oh, really? No,
1: I not, thought it might have really
0: been. Why. I thought it might have been the zips just seized up. Wow, well, these
2: things all have a finite lifespan, Joe. Because it's got to
0: be Dave-proof. Like Dave's his, his boat and his gear is always. Mwah!
2: Um, Mwah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, they they weather after. I don't have a shed to put my boat in. I wish I did, and I do put a cover on it when I can. But when it's getting used a lot, it kind of sits in the sun, and the sun's not good for the, the clear material. And then just the canopy itself was like getting pretty old and had a bit of a tear starting in it, so they were well due to be replaced. But.
0: I wonder if they've got like for, for boats as they do for cars, those uh, reflector uh, things that you could put maybe on your on your clear covers to stop the sun from destroying the plastic well, or windshield.
2: So, there's something for you to work on, Joe. A good little product. You, okay. f- you find a marker for it and you go ahead and, and make them. Maybe we'll get some wind against tide clear reflectors. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Uh, We have gone off track there a little bit, but yeah, so um, my brother, Will, he's actually been trying to catch a big tuna with me for ages, uh, much like you, Adrian. Yes. Um, But the last couple of years, I've kind of had to slow down a bit on my traveling, so I've done a lot of local big tuna trips, so that, you know, obviously a lot harder to catch them locally, and he's struck out a fair few times. He came with me to Apollo Bay the other day, and we had a shocking trip, but um, to his credit, he's kept on going, and... When I said, I'm going to go down to Port Ferry, he was um, very keen to come along.
1: I'm sure he was very keen because I've noticed since he's done a fair bit of fishing uh, tuna trips with you, he started his own fishing personality page on Instagram. So, he needs to get those posts going, doesn't he? (laughs) Well,
2: he told me that he kind of regrets that because now all these random, let's call them fans. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's been getting a lot of random people adding him and he's a Little bit stage frightened, he's and, overwhelmed. Yeah, he's like, Oh, I don't know. I, I get all these ads now, and I don't want them. I don't know these people, so I'm kind of regretting it a little bit.
0: Well, he is cursed with carrying the great name of his brother. <laughs>
2: it's not easy living in my shadow. i tell you what, <laughs> and, um, it's like, especially um, his
1: little brother that Dave's his little brother. He's a bit like, remember Sh- that, he's a
2: bit like Shane Lee. Shane, Lee. <laughs> isn't that Brett Lee's brother's name? I think so. <laughs> Both played cricket for New South Wales, yeah. but you wouldn't know about Shane, would you? Yeah, well, I do right. Obviously, but um, yeah, so yeah, we, we we ran down to Port Ferry um, and yeah, only a day trip available again. Uh, as I got there the night before, I heard a little bit of word of um, a really good bite at Port Mac as well. Um, in hindsight, I kind of wish I went there because it was crazy good, but Nonetheless, still plenty of good fishery on Port Ferry and um, yeah, so we shot straight out at first light and we uh, got to the area where we were, where me and Adrian got fish the week before and the water was quite green and it sort of all changed up a little bit. So it took us a good couple of hours to um, find where the fish had moved to and they were pushing out to the southwest, so I probably had another 5k out, a little bit deeper and uh, just in that cleaner, cleaner water. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so a couple of hours trolling and we had a big blind strike. Oh, wow. I love a good blind and strike. A big blindie. Probably one of the blindest tuna bites I've ever had. We were in the zone. You didn't have anything. There was nothing happening, you? no bait, yeah. nothing on the sounder. Um, and, yeah, this rod rod just cracked off. So, cracked so off, what, Joey. I cracked off. <laughs> And, um,
1: (laughs) cracked off right off the meat of the bat. (laughs) A
2: real big run. Um, and we got Will all harnessed up, first time in a harness and all that. And he did really well on the rod. Um, but it's quite amazing. Like these, this is probably about a 50, 60 kilo fish, maybe a bit more. Hard to tell. Um, and the difference. So was that
1: smaller than the one I got?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the difference in, um, like, Staying power between that fish and 100 kilo fish is quite remarkable. I, I think we went sorry water my throat's going a bit scratchy.: I
1: think we went to Port Ferry the week before, and these fish were just monstrous and green and unstoppable. Like you heard of people fighting these fish like the, uh, I guess the standard fighting fish was about an hour and a half to two hours, and heard lots <laughs> of people fighting from over three
0: hours. And then how did Will go on go on the fish? How quickly did he get in?
2: Um, probably about 20 minutes um, on Adrian's new... Someone said the other day Adrian's rod and reels that sit behind Joe there, there's a couple missing. missings there at my house, <laughs> need to be rigged up and given a run. So we gave him a run. Okay. I'm going to give you a guess who it is. So
1: the name is called Fish Pig 500.
2: What are you talking about?
1: Is the someone name- calling... No, no, the name of the person who wrote that into me. Oh. I had no idea who it was, but the name says Fish Pig 500.
2: Fish Pig. Yeah. Sounds like something Brendan would call himself.
1: Okay, so Gill, Fish, Ham, Pig. Gillum 500. It's oh, Rodney. Really? Yes. Fish <laughs> so, Pig. Yes. <laughs> 500 yeah. is that for his 500 Maritimo? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so he got us a beauty. So I had no idea until I spoke to him on the phone. I go, was that you? Oh, good. On yeah, you. I had to get an Instagram. Everyone knew about your fish before me, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "How are people knowing this?" And he didn't have Instagram. Now he does. So. Oh,
2: well, has he even we're only on Instagram, so exactly. has he been keeping up with events?
1: Well, people are texting him
2: third hand about our events. So there you go. Now he's straight on it. Yeah, um, yeah. so Will got that fish up and um, yeah, absolutely. Once again, to his credit, I said to him in the car right down, I said, Will, there's no keeping, by the way. <laughs> we didn't even want to keep as much as we did last week. It was a bit of a stuff up and there's no keeping this week and he was just all silent and I'm like, uh, look, if you want to keep one, I'm not going to say no because everyone should have the right to keep their first big fish but I'm not touching it not processing it, <laughs> I'm not icing it, I'm not having anything to do with it. I barely want it touching my boat. <laughs> and he just kind of sat there and he's like, Yeah. I nah, will release it. <laughs> and <laughs> um, so Can anyway, you give him a chunk of the barrels we got the week before that? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. he is like he's like, oh look. He was honest. He's like, I really just wanted a photo with it. it wasn't really about eating so it. You which is drag probably, it on the boat. Yeah, so we got it up and it was hooked really nice and I took a couple of wraps on the trace and yep. it was being well-behaved unlike that bloody fish the other day.
0: It w- well-behaved when it was dragged into the boat because sometimes I can go a bit psycho.
2: Yeah, so we pulled the side door on the Edencraft out and I put the fish bag over there to make it like a slide. Yeah, wet and down. slide. Wet- we dragged that fish in and it just sat there and um, we <laughs> we <laughs> we could talk about the tagging. Yeah, so I was
1: going to bring up the controversial tag. Um, was I your t- t- Tags no, no, no. Where it was tagged, Joey. We? Well, hey, so we'll we, talk about that. We in do a know tuna. Yeah, we'll talk about. Let Dave finish his story. Yeah.
2: Here. Um, so yeah, we we got some nice photos, which I think you've already flashed up there, Adrian. Um, yeah. Of the fish on the deck, and we spun on it. We did a bit of a piece to camera, spun it around, and slid it back out the door, and it swam off. Really good, like genuinely, perfectly, perfect release. Like so, healthy kicked fish. Off beautifully. Now, this tag, <laughs> I've had okay. messages. Me and
1: Jonah are in Tassie, like after we saw this photo, and Jonah goes, who tagged that fish? I'm like, there's no way it's Dave. I can guarantee you that because, yeah. okay, so tuna obviously have two dorsals. Yep. The first one, which is obviously spiny, and then you've got the um, one at the back, the second dorsal, and that's where you put the tag in. The back one,
2: because if you've ever it a tuna, that second one has all the fin. I think they call glariofors or, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I've never heard that word. You could have made that so, up. So
0: there's a spiny dorsal and a, and a not uh, so, a not so spiny yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yes, so yeah. So you're saying that potentially, if it was tagged in the not so spiny one, that the tag could fall out. No, no, you you tag it in the back one. Which yeah. is not the spiny dorsal. Okay. No,
2: it is. The back oh. one has the rays. No, no, no. I'm talking about inside yeah. the fish. Okay. So the back one, the finlet ray thingies go way further into the fish, which gives something for the tag to lock in behind. It, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, that's where we've always tagged them. We've done many pieces to camera about this. We've made like how to tag videos. There's a little picture on the tag card. You actually look here on this tag card. See there's a little arrow and a
0: dot on the rear dorsal. Oh yeah. Where to, where did the on the second so on the second one. So. That's
2: where you place a tag. Um, doesn't get much clearer than that. It does not. <laughs> unless you're Brendan Wing. Now, we in his defence, we put a tag in this fish before we had it fully secured at the side of the boat. Just okay, in if you case. have a look
1: here, guys, on the screen there, you Here's got the spiny dorsal fin and the soft dorsal fin, and
2: that's where you gotta tag it. Thanks. We already covered that. Yeah. It's just strange, while you were there okay. looking for that photo yeah, yeah. where you got way ahead of you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, in Brendan's defense, he did tag it while it was still swimming beside the boat because we didn't know if it would go nuts. And that's, they're very hard to tag tuna um, in the water. Yeah. Because they're hard to control. They don't have a big bill to hold on to or anything like mm-hmm. that. And they often, when you go inside, they're on their side. So. Yeah.
0: There's, exactly. There's also the, like, the way the light reflects on the water as well. It can be. Oh, no, no. Uh, that, that was clearly placed in there. The uh, wrong
2: dorsal. Yeah, now, now I've defended him and now I'm going to attack. <laughs> so he did purposely aim for that spot, that is for sure, thinking that was the correct tagging spot. Um, <laughs> and then when I questioned him about it, he he said DPI <laughs> were the ones that are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just did not want to admit any fault. But anyway... I, I still think that tag's gonna hang in there. That's why I didn't re tag it, but Jonah says I should have tagged it twice. But um anyway, we set free a nice very nice tuner with a tag. And actually, Adrian, I was gonna say to you, I've on that day I tagged another probably four or five fish. Oh wow, well done, Dave. I'm just wondering if you'd like those on your tag at one hundred <laughs> count. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm fine. Okay. Stubborn. Very stubborn. Oh, well, I wasn't there. How can you add that to my account? I just thought we could loosen up the rules a bit since you're so far off it. You want to make it a wind against tide account? Yeah. Well, you'd straight up probably get another 10 there that I've tagged throughout the year. I just thought you could use the help. but um, Yeah, just to finish up on that trip, yeah, the other really cool thing that happened was that um, we marked up some fish under this bait ball and they wouldn't hit lures. So I was like, oh, we'll stop and have a cast at them. While we are casting at them, I was just marking them on the sounder under the boat and I was like, oh, let's try cubing. So I had a couple of slabs of pillies and um, we held these fish under the boat for probably a good two hours on the cubes. They only left because we ran out of cubes in the end and we caught some fish stripping pilchards down. Um, I got one that was probably, I don't know, 35 kilo. Brendan lost actually quite a good one um, that was – it chafed him off in the end because he dropped his leader down to 60 pound to get a bite Okay, as these fish are pretty fussy on the cube. I had 120 fluorocarbon on, he had 60 pound on. and it,
0: Do you think the lighter leader helped?
2: Oh, definitely helps. You get way more bites on lighter leader but, yeah, 60 pounds on those bigger tunas' teeth um, is hot very not. sketchy. Hot now hot I heard he was
1: trying wicked tuna style <laughs> to wind this fish in. Is that correct?
2: Well, at the point of losing the fish, he had – Put the rod in the rod holder and was trying to do the old rod rod holder crank. Um, which yeah. N-
0: Knowing knowing winger, he would have been like, yeah, I'll make it look cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think that was the plan. He,
0: he really knows how to Donald Trump up anything that he does. He's like, <laughs> watch, me, watch me do this tuna. It's going to be the greatest tuna wind you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
2: I'll land the fish. Maybe I won't land the fish. We'll see. Um, I'll still be the greatest. <laughs> yeah, so that that didn't go so good. Um, yeah, so that's my trip. And we also probably lost a couple of good fish. We had one on the same lure that the diver that you got your big fish on the other week. take a fair bit of wine, spit the hook. Um, I, I watched a fish try and eat one of our short regular lures and just missed it by about an inch in the spread. So there was a few good fish there, but they were um, definitely starting to get on the move a little bit. So, um, yeah, successful trip. Uh, would have loved a real big one but, you know, pretty happy to put a tag and set free one of those bigger model fish anyway. Oh, yeah,
1: 100% because there is a lot of fish in that um, size range that are obviously on the decks of boats, like Mm. a lot of them. You go to the boat ramp, there's a lot of 40s to
2: 60s. Yeah, no, it's um, an interesting size class.
0: Which is incredible because you guys have talked on the podcast many times, either 10 10 to 15 kilos or 100 kilos. Like there's been a real lack of these mid-sized fish. And it's interesting that we've
1: actually got a tag in one now. Hopefully the tag stays in because it's not in the correct dorsal.
2: But Uh, it'll
1: be interesting to see if this one gets tagged at 100 kilos in a couple of years
2: because it's pretty close to that 100 kilo mark. Yeah, no, it'd be very interesting. Hopefully, it turns up again and the tag stays in. Yeah, I think it should. Honestly, it was yeah. in a it was in a reasonable spot. Yeah, let's not be too picky. People jab tags all over the place on Marlon, and they stay <laughs> yeah.
0: in. Yeah, yeah, I remember with uh, I was watching one of your videos with obviously tag at one hundred. Yeah. You, you want to be able to do it because you want to hopefully recapture one of those tags. Like, have you guys actually ever caught a tagged tuna before? I no. think Jonah has.
1: Jonah's had a couple of recaptures of his own um, tuna that he's caught, um, which is pretty cool. And he said that he knows people that have tagged hundreds and never had a recapture. It must
0: be like winning Tats Lotto. Yeah. The Powerball Division (laughs) 1.
1: Yes. But, you know, the more tags you got out there, the more chance of getting a recapture is.
0: Which is great that you guys are advocating it because, yeah, that would be really cool.
1: I just can't see how people can keep like three or four of these 50 to 100 kilo fish and then go fishing the next day and, Catch another
2: three. What? Yeah, I know. You know what, though? It is such a mental hurdle for people to let these fish go sometimes because there is that want to get a photo with their fish and a lot of it is just that. Mm. And then when all the adrenaline and everything wears off, you're left with all this meat and you've got to work out what to do with it. Yeah. Um, like even Will was saying, like, the other day, I did, yeah, it's great that I got that photo in the boat because that's kind of the main reason I wanted to land the fish. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's pretty responsible. That's good. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I don't know, Adrian. It's so definitely very interesting. But yeah. enough about my trip. Let's talk about your your trip where you abandoned me. <laughs> <laughs> I abandoned you? Well, basically. Uh, uh, the traitorous Tasmanian trip. <laughs> I booked a ticket to Tassie.
1: And oh, did you now? Yeah. I just went over there. There wasn't much going on at all. I said, Jonah, don't worry, I know where the fish are, and yeah, we caught some great fish, and that's the end of the trip. No. All right, nice, uh, <laughs> no. moving on. No. <laughs> yeah, come on, give us the rundown. All right, the rundown is, these tassies, they they live in Hobart, and they can't do a day trip to a place called Eagle Hawk Neck, because it's in uh, just over an hour, so they've uh, got to get accommodation, they've got to get everything sorted, but... Nobody,
2: nobody travels in the fishing world like Victorians. You know, no, like, no, we?
1: it's brutal. Yeah. Like he goes, you Victorians, you guys are like cowboys just racing all over the, the state to get that big
2: trophy fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've done nine-hour day trips and stuff <laughs> before <laughs> down there. Yeah, they, they freak if they yeah. have to drive more than an hour. They've got it pretty good. Yeah, so basically I got there
1: late. I think it was Tuesday night and we got up quite – I think we left his place about 5 a.m. on the Wednesday morning and – Got to a place called Eagle Hawk Neck, and I think we launched about 6.30. It was actually quite late in, mm. by our standards. Yeah. And Jonah goes, oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, obviously we're going sword fishing because there's been a couple caught like in the last week and a few hookups and stuff. It's a much nicer place to sort fish out of than lakes, isn't it? It is its because the difference is the shelf is only 20 kilometres away. Good grief. And you're only towing the boat an hour from a major city. I don't know if it's only even 20, is it?
0: It's very close. Yeah, it's
1: very close. Mm. Once you're at the rock, like the Hippolyte's there, mm. it's, you know, a 10, 15-minute... Know, boat ride, yeah. You
0: can see the um, the the rocks of the Eagle Hawk neck from really, yeah, Mm. when you're on the
1: shelf, yeah. So he goes, Oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, Oh, we'll just do what you locals do, which is you go past the rock, put a spread out, and if you don't catch, you keep going on the shelf. So literally, Jonah um, put some spread out. I go, Oh, you know what? I've never caught an albacore before, I'd love to catch an albacore. He goes, Well, I caught a few the other day, so we're in a chance, we're you know, a sure chance of probably getting one, and he just finished putting out his uh, four-rod spread only had four rods, Dave, because he yep. wanted to declutter the boat. Oh, he did, did he? <laughs> yes, he <laughs> goes, so I've decluttered the boat because, you know, I didn't want to bring an extra tuna rod. <laughs> that was his sacrifice. <laughs> no, we won't
2: worry. You didn't want to sacrifice the, one of the several eskies and all that stuff that's on the deck? Yeah. yeah. One rod?
1: Yeah, basically. So he finished putting his last rod out and I go, oh, my God, we're on. It's running. Yeah. And, yeah, literally he's like, oh, pump it. you got to pump it really hard because the seal's going to get it. I go, I'm on 60 kilo gear. It's not even really pulling string and I'm just, you know, doing it. I'm You're like- just
2: trying to save at the moment, weren't <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, you, you dominated that tuna.
2: <laughs> Your first big Albie Mangles and yeah. Jonah's trying to ruin it for you. Yeah, and then anyway we get colour I'm like, oh, I think it's a blue fin because it looks
1: around that twenty kilo thing and it gets a bit closer, and I saw the um pectoral fins and or pectoral fins, however you want to say it, and um like Jonah's like, Holy crap, it's a barrel alby, <laughs> And um He got so excited, yeah, there was yeah. like a
0: spring in his step or yeah. <laughs>
1: So if you have a look at that, that is like just a monstrous Albi. And yeah, as you can tell oh, we put it right at the back of the rock there.
2: All I see when you hold that out is a bunch of palmers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good old chicken palmers. We made him into palmers, didn't we? <laughs> it was <laughs> bloody delicious. Yeah.
0: It was. So, uh, Albacore, people that don't know, they refer to it as chicken of the sea. So, what do these boys naturally go and do? They turned it into a chicken dish. some we people did, call, We did. So some people call. Look at this. That's oh, wow. Look at that. So, like for, you've got golden crusts. <laughs> yes. And you've got... Perfectly brown cheese, and you've got um, so that that's a albacore fillet that's been crumbed yeah, and panko dusted. Yeah, panko crumbed it. Yeah, panko crumbed it. And uh, what what sort of ham did you use? Uh,
1: just um, you know, the packeted like ham slices.
0: Yep.
2: Just yeah, um, big stuff. Joe, did you know that I call chickens albacore of the land? <laughs> he loves it that's pretty
1: good (laughs) but yeah Um, we'll we'll continue on with my trip here so we caught that albacore and he's like do you want to keep going for him like I'll just finish our lap of the rock and then you know we really came here to catch swordfish because there was a couple caught so we you know we go all that way to the shelf Oh, it's a long journey Another 15 minutes from where we were. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> not easy, is it? No, no. And we get there and he's like, oh, we'll just go to this mark and start backing up and stuff. And Jane is nodding down and he's like, oh, I think we can, yeah, did you see that? We're bites and stuff. And then he's got this great big electric reel. This, this thing is bloody amazing. Like, there's no hand cranking or anything when you need to wind your bait up. It just makes sword fishing so easy. Yeah. And he's actually caught a sword in
2: that. Cheating. Um. Absolutely <laughs> cheating. <laughs> I see over in the States and stuff, they use all these electric reels and yeah. it really irritates me because all they're literally doing yeah. is watching the boat catch a fish.
1: No, no. This one, you can actually... You hand, hand crank drink. it. Yeah. yeah. That's the point of it.
2: I still borderline, yeah. don't like it. But when you see it over the States, they've got the full electrics. Yeah. They don't touch the rod. And then they're and you know still what? claiming. They've got, they got the swivel butts too. So they yeah, can move the rod. And then yeah, old mate's yeah. standing with his fish like he's actually done something. It's like, yeah, so well, well done. You've done well, well watching that ro- the boat wind a fish in for you.
0: Well, if it's not the electric reel, you've got the, the, the special drill built that, that sits into the... Yeah.
1: Well, you can actually convert a Tiagra behind you. Um, I think they're called hooker electric and they, you know, make an attachment electric motor that clips onto the side and you can untouch that when you hook up to a fish so it's just a normal Tiagra again.
0: So which method do you prefer? Me,
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm Just old like, school. Hand crank. I what all day long. All day long, buddy. You got to earn it. These fish are the gladiators of the sea. they deserve. They deserve the respect for someone to put the effort into to wind them in themselves. Yeah, that's how and, I feel about it. Yeah, and we caught our first fish on that. So
1: yeah, now I'm
2: prepared to be lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I'm, I'm all for electrics for. Um, bottom species because they don't deserve my name. No. <laughs> they deserve respect, respect too, but they're not really sports fish, so you may as well just crank those fillets up, baby, yeah, crank yeah. them
0: up. 100%. Hey, when you're on the sword grounds, is that the same grounds where they catch the Tassie Trumpeter?
1: Uh, no, that's a bit shallow. Yeah. It, well, the shelf kind of drops off pretty quick, so it's not far from, yeah, where you'd get the swords.
2: That rock where Adrian got his barrel albie, they get them pretty close to there sometimes. <laughs> yep. Joey,
1: it's funny because you get a lot of shelf species come inshore there, which is a bloody amazing. That's awesome. I wish we had that kind of fishery here.
2: Yeah, yeah I might, yeah.
0: might see what old Jonah boy's up to <laughs> later on this week.
2: <laughs> Look, it's it's got me pretty tempted actually. It's a very nice, easy trip, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So let's, let's roll, Dave.
2: Leave some room, Jonah. Well, I'll continue <laughs> our story. So we
1: had the bait stand and we're getting bites and. We wound them up and we end up being ravaged by squids all day. I think we dropped about six or seven bricks for the day, which is a fair effort. Yeah. Um, because we didn't have to drive three hours to the shelf, so we still got managed to get about six or seven drops in.
0: Six or seven bricks, how many hours of fishing is that? Well, we
1: Jonah tends to time his brick drops. He yep. likes to have it down, back, backing up on the bait for half an hour, then he lets it drift up for 15 minutes, and then we start the process again. So we yep. got... Yeah, so about a forty-five minute um, drop per bait. Yeah, nice.
0: Well, that that took up the the main sort of two thirds of your
1: day, right? Well, basically the whole day because it's, we've no longer in daylight savings here, Joey, and
2: it gets dark at about five thirty. So, um I heard you had one of the many um, many obstacles that can appear when you're side fishing happen to you, and your baits were getting absolutely hounded by a deep sea creature. Oh yeah, what what was that? The deep sea creature. Mm. What do you mean, like squid? The squids. Yeah. You got squidded. Yeah, we just spoke about that two seconds ago. I oh, did, but I was busy on Instagram. <laughs> oh, dear, I was I was, getting, I was yeah. promoting some questions
1: for us. I was like, oh, dear. Did I not remember something that happened on oh, my no, page I, was, <laughs> I was
2: completely sitting here ignoring you. Yeah, so yeah. I we was got... politely smiling and yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so then what happened? Yeah, and then James like, look, do we want to do one more drop? or the last light bite on the swords. I'm like, nah, tomorrow's probably better conditions to do an all-day grind on the swords. Oh, like, that drop
2: was going to be the one too.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> you could yeah. be right. Anyway, it's like, okay, let's go in and do a troll around the rock. And Lockie Nichols had messaged him. No, not Lockie, Stewie Nichols had messaged Jonah goes, oh, I may have seen some barrels bust up off Little Rock in the waterfall in between there. It's quite a big distance between those two. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he reckons he saw him in two locations. So. Ah, two locations. Gotcha. Yeah. And so Jonah's like, oh, Little Rock's closer to where we are. We'll go there. And we got to, I guess, the northern side of Little Rock and put the spread out and went around anti-clockwise mm-hmm. and made it two-thirds of the way around. And the, uh, the long rigger. Cracked off. Cracked off. And then it dropped. And, oh. the, and then, yeah. And then 20 seconds later, it... When again? Cracked off. Oh. And, and I picked it out of the rod holder, and it wasn't really pulling drag at all. I'm like, oh, it's probably a schoolie. It was just kind of ticking off and stopping and stalling and like, oh, I think we've got a schoolie on here. And yep. I get it, rip it out, and it just absolutely destroys the reel, like, strips the top shot off and must have taken 150 meters of line. Yeah, nice. And it was a very short-lived fight
2: there. Yeah, so... One of the ma- like the major issues in um, Tasmania, especially Eagle Hookneck, is seal population have worked out that there's a free feed for them when the game fishing boats hook tuna. So they've become very well adapted to stealing fish, in even the really big ones. Um, they know the change in the sound of a motor when it slows down and pulls out a gear and they know the sound of a ratchet when it takes off when they're straight onto it. So, unfortunately, it's very, very difficult to get a fish in without seals making a mess of it. Mm. Um, but and this
1: isn't a modern thing. This has been happening for years and years. Right? Well,
2: yeah, my first barrel I ever caught was yes. pretty much where you caught yours, yeah. an exact same thing,
0: sealed. What What do you do? Like what is the okay, way so to get that?
1: Jonah's very well accustomed to what happens here and he's on it. He knows exactly how to get these beasts. So, talk us through Because a, a lot of guys will lose these fish. They'll panic and lose him. So, I guess he sort of works in with the seals. <laughs> he works yeah, in with yeah. them a bit. So, what you got to do, you got to let it run. And mind you, I reckon we had this fish beat because it came to the surface. <laughs> Dave doesn't believe this, but he wasn't there. Yeah. So, he sprinted off and I, mean, I was closing line, out. turning its head, and then it was on the surface. Mm. And then the seals got it when it was on the surface, and it was game over. It's
2: amazing how they sprint off. It's almost like they've got seals trying to kill them.
1: Well, We we (laughs) often speak about this a lot. Like the tuna that you're going to get in quick are the ones that sprint off. Yeah. Because they absolutely spend themselves and Mm. they're done for. And this is what this tuna had done. And it just came
0: to the surface and that's when the seals. So what kind of fight time are we talking here? Oh, like 15 to 20 minutes. That's an easy barrel. Yeah. Or maybe not so easy because there was a giant seal
1: chasing it. (laughs) Not just a giant seal, multiple giant seals. These things pull the fish down and you're like, oh, they're pulling it down. So what Jonah does, he goes, okay, we've just got to drive over, be real calm and just kill it line then we're going to get it as close to the boat as possible and the seals should let go. So, so real casual-like. Yeah, just, just he goes, this is how people lose these fish over here. They panic and start trying to yank it off yeah, the fish.
0: Crank it and go hard Because on mm. you
1: got seals on top of your line and everything. Mm, yeah. They're just, they're just you got all a be- over the you got a fish. You've got a belly, got a belly yeah. in the line and yep. they're doing their seal and, hops. And he goes, the people that
2: lose them are trying to yank the um hook and- yeah, and well, off well the, you're never going to yeah. rip a 100-kilo tuner away from a seal, a pack of seals. No. You've, you've just got to drive up to them and try and gaff it back off. Yeah, so
1: you've got to be cool, calm, collected about this and just make your way over and you'll eventually get that shot where you can grab the leader and get a gaff in it. He's got to act real casual-like. Yeah. Like, act like you're not interested and then wham, <laughs> yeah. gaff. And then um, what happened next was quite freaky because I don't believe this actually happens often in Eagle Hawk Neck. No, not so, to this extent. So we had um, got the, uh yeah, gaffed it and I'll show you a video here we got here. This is crazy. I can't pull anymore. My gaff's stuck. on, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, fuck. seals jumped in there. Get him oh, wow. I'm stuck. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Yep. And now there's one on top of me, on top of the fish.
2: <laughs> okay. Just drive, drive. This really needs to be viewed.
1: It's like a 120 kilo fish. Massive. It's absolutely
2: massive. So, Adrian's pulled oh my God.
1: Oh my God.
2: this fish on top of himself. Yeah. And then add to that, the seals jumped on top of the tuna in the boat. Yeah, so I'm like I've got 120 kilos
1: of fish and then a seal jumped on top of that fish. It was stacks on me. It's like unheard of.
0: I'm pinned down on the ground. That's just nuts. If you're if you're listening via the podcast app, definitely check this out on YouTube. It's uh it's crazy. And I think the reason why you had that uh seal in the boat, as you can see. Um, the, the fish gets gaffed, pulled into the boat, but that huge tuna tail is actually mm. sticking out the side like a like, like a, a, like, a te- like a like a like a cat toy, <laughs> oh, like just dangling <laughs> there. And, the, that's, and
1: a, that's exactly <laughs> a what it is. Seal toy.
0: Yeah. yeah. You yeah, Go to the pet shop and got any seal toys there. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those fish that you put the battery in. That's yeah. like oh yeah, <laughs> <The> singing
2: trout. <laughs> Look, you both looked pretty shocked, you and the seal, when it jumped in. You were yeah. both like oh. Excuse me. <laughs> well, we we see what these seals do here. They
1: rip the throats out of the tuna. Yeah. I'm like, my throat's just there for the taking. Well, it you just, could just
2: grab my throat. It's no joke. Yeah. You were in quite a compromising position. I, I was were, pinned down on the ground.
1: Yeah. I couldn't move.
0: Lucky Jonah
1: was there to save the day. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. And, I was
1: pinned between a tuna and his mess on the boat. his clutter. <laughs> and And yeah. like, you
0: just had the cameras rolling. You were just like, okay, actually, how do I get out of this? And you had to unclip the... The game gear, you had to pass Jonah the rod and somehow (laughs) wriggle your way. Well,
1: Jonah had to gap the fish off me (laughs) so it could slide off me and I could get out. Because what happened is when we pulled the fish in, my my foot was under the gunnel, under the gunnel pocket. So my ankles twisted under that while I've got a fish on top of me as well. So I had no chance of even using my legs to, you know, help push this fish off.
0: Wow, bloody insane! Congratulations, Adrian. Yeah, yeah we we haven't big, said big, that. Biggest tuna, man.
2: Very very well done. You've had a ripping couple of weeks of fishing, haven't you? You're, oh, on, a, you're on a hot streak.
1: Yeah, I've just got that tuna luck. You know, yeah. it's just followed me around. There's no
2: no sign of tuna at Eaglehawk Neck, and I rock up there. Now just checking. <laughs> And that's a proper big one. Down there you don't get heaps of ones over 120, so to get a 124 is a really nice fish. Well, the lead up to when I came there, there was maybe three or
1: four tuna caught between 70 and 90 kilo um, at the rock there. And we actually called uh, Stewie Nichols in um, to be the waymaster at the... uh, Boat ramp there, so he's come down to weigh it. and He goes, Wow, this is the biggest tuna I've seen in a long time coming yeah. out of here!
0: Yeah, I did not know that. I thought they regularly got over a hundred there.
2: No, they're well, they're commonly like that 90 to sort of 110 down there, which is, I guess, more so what we've been seeing at Port Ferry. Although, there has been some absolute giants we'll touch on a bit later, but um, yeah, the, the proper really big fish, um. Yeah, it's not so common, but so Adrian's probably plucked out one of the better ones.
1: Yeah, and to Jonah's credit there, he he
0: was the only boat left <laughs> at five o'clock fishing that rock. <laughs> that just blows my mind. Like, I've been to Eagle Walk Neck a couple of times, and I d- don't understand how the, the boats, like, the, they're packed it in by two o'clock.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, I know. It's amazing. You just hear them starting to death spiral on the radio and, uh, and going back Going yeah, no, back to the pub and you're like, uh, yes, that's it. But like, what, but,
0: like, everything is so close there. Like, in Victoria, we're used to driving three, four hours um to the location, then an hour in the boat, then re- repeat that process all again. Like, yeah. you're at Eagle Hawk Neck, you talk about 20 kilometres out to the shelf. How, how about many, about eight k's to the rock there? Eight k's <laughs> to the rock. Like, why would you not? It just blows my mind. Yeah. Oh, well,
2: that's why then Adrian and Jonah had the advantage, so. Yeah, so, yeah, like I was saying, to Jonah's
1: credit, he stayed out um, and decided to troll around the right place at the right time, and we got that hookup, and and we got, um, yeah, Stewie to weigh it in, there it is there, me and Jonah next to it, and it went 124.4 kilo.
0: Fantastic.
2: Did you enjoy meeting Stewie? He's a bloody legend,
1: isn't he? He is, and his young son there. What's Sammy. Sammy. He was the man-powered gantry. So, yeah. they do have a proper gantry there, guys, but they reserve that for sharks and so- and broadbills.
2: Yeah. So, no. it's quite tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if the- you
1: hang a tuna on that, you can't r- really get a good photo. So, you've got to use the man-powered one there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, for the tuna.
2: Yeah. No. So, um, many a many a tuna has been hang o- hung off where your ones were. Yeah. So, yep. welcome to part of... Eaglehawk next yeah, history, Adrian. Great
1: to be part of that. Um, and
2: uh, how was my old boat, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So I get, I
1: got to Tassie, and I said to Jonah, "Ah, oh, I've caught some great fish out of this boat. Let's let's uh, continue the trend." And he goes to me, "What are you trying to say, Adrian? I'm trying to say that I haven't caught great fish in this boat?" I go, "Well, that's why you've got me here,
0: isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. although. He there has. Caught he some, has. Yeah, he's caught some really good. <laughs> he's caught a few big swords. Lots yeah. and lots of big tuna. He's done it proud. I think Helen caught a really big swordfish out of that. But yeah, no, they did. They got. Yeah. they got a couple of good swords. Caught lots of tuna over a hundred. He's um, definitely done it proud. Apart from sticking brackets and things on the back of it that spray water everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did take some videos for you. And this is part of the reason because when we got back to the ramp after we weighed this fish, everything was just wet of mine and blood. Yeah. So you know what happened? Jonah goes, Oh, go get the car. I go, do you want me to go in with all this blood? He goes, Oh, actually, no. I'll go get the car. Yeah. And we put the boat on and I said, I've got to go down the boat ramp and wash my clothes. He goes, Oh, I'll go, see that my undies, how they're red? <laughs> these these were grey. No, no, they weren't. I go. Yes. Now they're full, just blown red, like scarlet red. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to wash my clothes. Like I had trackies on, a, a grey T-shirt. Like ye olde times. Washing yeah, yeah. And I'm washing them. it down at the ramp and, and I just like, I just filled the water up with blood and I'm like, this is not cleaning. Yeah. Uh, and I gave up after 10 minutes. I said, sorry, clothes, I've got to put you in the bin. Oh. Yeah. Done the, the- so I'm naked at the boat ramp. <laughs>
2: <laughs> naked and afraid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just full Was
2: it dark? Yeah, yeah, it was dark.
1: Oh, that's all yeah. right then. Nah, um, no one would have seen that. Yeah, it. so those
2: clothes are in the bin. <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah. No, there's no recovering that. No amount of nappy sand's is going to get <laughs> them clean. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: uh, well, well done, Adrian. No,
1: is Thanks, it? guys. Um, it was, you know, I had a lot of luck to catch that tuna because we weren't really going to target barrels and we still didn't. But you know what? We're still going to fish um, all day the next day and half day the day after, but because we caught this big tuna, it's game over. The trip's done. We yeah. need to process and look after what we've caught.
0: Yeah, and yeah. Very, so that, so that very was responsible. Day, that was day two processing the fish and yep. packing it.
1: And then I, because I didn't book a return flight, I left that open because you never know what could happen. Yes. So yes.
2: Oh, that yeah. Well, good roll. Well done. No, thanks. And um. Yeah, I'm very happy for you, you've uh, ticked that one off the list and I heard that you left some items down there. So
1: that- <laughs> Yeah, my gumboots and my life jacket because so, so they were gonna- very wet and I wasn't going to try to shove them in my bag because I had to smuggle 10 kilos of tuna home too, so well, luckily I left some heavy items there to bring
2: some fish home. After hearing of everyone's uh, trips off Lake's entrance for swords on the weekend, it's made me really feel that I'm just going to... From now on, go down there for sword fishing. It's Mate. just so much more I can, relaxing. I can guarantee you, it probably works out cheaper, and yeah. it's more
1: easy on your mental health. Yeah, because dri- driving four hours, four and a half hours to the lakes, tying a boat, then three hours out to sea, and coming back home, that does a lot on your physical and mental. That being. Yeah, like you're you're tired for like the whole working week, and you get to the weekend, it's like I'm just going to rest. Yeah. You go to Tassie, you're full of energy, you're relaxed and... And you can just like literally get off the boat and walk away and leave it for Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) He did say. So I'm like, oh, I should try to book a ticket tonight. And he goes, oh, yes, Dave's done that before. He's left me with 120 kilo fish that I had to process and clean the boat up. Yeah, but (laughs) do you know why? Because the swordfish were biting off.
2: Because Brendan called me panicking because... We'd been trying to catch swordfish for so long and then people were catching them in Victoria and he's like, oh, I need you to come back. And I'm like, oh, all right. I literally got on that plane after fishing all day for barrels, yeah. got home, drove to his house, jumped in his car and drove to Ballacoota. Yeah,
0: Tell so, me what that would have done for your mental oh, mate, strength.
2: I was cooked. I was absolutely cooked. Yeah. Um, but that's a story for another day. So,
0: and Adrian, has the has the great fishing in Tasmania continued since you've been there last week?
1: Um, well, the day after we landed that big barrel there, um, the old Sword Lord came back into action. The OG, yes, the original Sword God, um, Leo. Yep. What's his last Leo, Leo name? Leo, Leo Miller. Leo Miller, of course. Yeah. Come on, mate. Yeah. Um, and the, he the Tuna Chaser. So, all day, I believe, on the radio, people were just on the shelf saying, oh, we're getting ravished by squid. And to Leo's credit, he stayed out there. And mind you, first drop of the day, he got like a 56-kilo bluefin deep dropping. Wow. So, he had the luck on his side already. And then later that day, he hooked up to, a, I think, about a 200-kilo sword, was it? Did, uh, did yeah. they weigh that?
2: Um, I don't know if they did. I think it was 190 to 200. Yeah. yeah. It's so, a bloody big one. <laughs> yeah, no, really good one. Well done, Leo. And it's so good to see him back out there and catching fish because, yeah, he was the one that pioneered a lot of it at the start and yeah. the credit needs to be paid. Uh, other people have since taken it up and been successful but... Um, like oh, the Jonas. Yeah, Jonas. <laughs> Jonas just waited until someone else worked it out and then copied him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, you got to be... Um, you got to give pe- the people that go out and do the hard yards the credit. It's good to see him still getting some reward for that all the year- these years later. So. And, and mind you, if we didn't catch that bluefin, we might have been half a chance
1: catching a sword that next day. Yeah. We would have ground all day that next day. You got bluefin distracted. We did. And you know what? We had lures in the water for a total of 20 minutes that day, 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the afternoon. Yeah. Unbelievable.
2: Um, yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes you just get lucky, don't you? And sometimes totally. you get very unlucky. Mm -hmm. So, it's good. It all comes around, Adrian. So, Jonah, don't be surprised if you get a call from Dave and
1: Joey in the next coming days or weeks.
0: Yes. I've been very busy with playing music and doing real estate. I I said I was going to do something. but (laughs) but
2: (laughs) He's got a sparkle in his eye now. He's put some pieces of the puzzle together and that's what he's planning on doing.
1: Last week on Port Ferry, I invited Joey multiple times,
0: so he's missed out on that. I missed out on a couple of weeks of exceptional fishing. He
2: he called me last week and he goes, Dave, are you fishing Wednesday? I'm like, ooh, so close, Joe, I'm going Tuesday. (laughs) He's like, ah, damn it. (laughs) I've
1: got to say, this has probably been the best barrel season I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen so much fish caught in such a, you know, the start of the season basically. Mm. Have you ever seen this, Dave? Yeah. You have?
2: Yeah. Okay. I've seen it good a few times. Yeah. Sorry. Oh,
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this it
2: is, is going cool. really well, though. definitely yeah. is. Um, and with that, we uh, should check out some of our other reports from yeah. around Australia, and we'll have a look at the hookup. Did, we get,
1: did we get to Brendan? Well, we're going to. Okay.
2: We'll get into that on the uh, hookup. Yeah, he'll be involved. <laughs> Welcome to the hookup. You like that, Joe?
0: I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can, can we get can we get like Suraj King Kong Donkey Kong? Oh, we can play it. It doesn't
2: make any sense for this moment. We can play that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> King Kong, Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> it. There
2: you go. Um yeah, so we uh yeah, well, we may as well touch on Brendan's Strip and Lake's entrance as a whole um first up, since we've already mentioned that. So,
0: Just before you do that, I just want to make an open challenge to Brendan Wing. He he gets mentioned quite a lot on this podcast, but here is an open invitation to come and join into the studio. I know you're listening, Benny. Well, he told
2: me that he just likes listening to it as a fan and doesn't want to come on. So We'll just have to respect his wishes, Joe. Okay. Is that actually right? That's what he said to me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, And apparently he's busy, allegedly. Um, Yeah, so... There was a good weather window out of Lakes Entrance for Swordfish and um, plenty of boats went out there and looks like only the one sword came in and it was from the dream catcher. prolific sword catcher, Richie O'Bella on Dreamcatcher. Uh, I so that think, was obviously a charter, so he would have been off Bass or something, I reckon. Yeah, somewhere out there. Um, so I think that there was also a couple caught Off Malakuda by Al McGlashan. I think yes. he got one and released one or something like that. They got but it like an eighty kilo one or something. We've been contacted by Joel Ryan. He wants to put out a public uh, report, uh, a warning, <laughs> almost. I don't know if he's having a if he's stitching is me up the, here or is not. Is this the fugu? Well, I don't know if this is like he's just trying to stitch me up here or not. But apparently, some sort of deep sea toadfish was biting everyone's line. That's what he's. That's what he's going with. A, so he reckons they went through like. Like nipping at the line. He reckons they went through like three reels. And apparently, Richie went through like six reels of braid where has just been bitten off by these toadfish things. Oh, yeah. and
0: I know, we, I know we have
2: lost
1: is. a few outfits to those false killer whales. Yes, we those have. Big black dolphins. There's many things out there that will just ruin your day really quickly. And, it, and these um, rigs are costing you up to $200. Oh, oh, more yeah. than that. Yeah, yeah. The that,
0: braids two 200 alone. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. you got to re-spool
2: the whole thing. Yep. That's all those lights. lights are, yeah. What are your lights? 20 bucks 30 bucks each at yeah. least. And then your little just, diamond lights yep, and there, whatever they are. Hooks, um, squid skirts, all that sort of stuff. And all the time it takes to rig these beautiful baits and they can just be ruined by a big
0: fugu. Look, oh, I, yeah. I'll just put it out there. Like, how big does the leather jacket grow to? Could it have been a giant leather jacket.
2: That, well, Well, ocean jackets are normally quite small, like probably about this big. They are also known to be quite nippy. So yes. uh, they must have seen one of these toads or he's mm. just trying to see if he can get me to talk about it on the podcast like an idiot. Is he talking about ocean jackets or toads, actual fugu? Yeah, he said toadfish. Yeah, oh, it could be go. a million things. It could
0: yeah. be a giant cooter.
2: Nah, he well, he's claimed it was a toadfish.
1: They must so. have seen one or something.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure, but that's what I heard.
1: Mr. Um, Fugle. Well,
2: yeah, so we did get a report from Brendan out there. They went out in our mate Joshy's new 49-foot Riviera and did a couple of that. 39? 80- Oh, 39, sorry. Oh, sorry. You've upsized him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I, let, let me just set the scene like I watched on um, on the Instagram. <laughs> yes. Brendan. Ah, uh,
2: yes. Captain Bre- Brendan.
0: Ca- Captain Winger. Um, he, was, uh, he was asleep on the floor. On the, <laughs> what uh, was he doing in the kitchen, Joey?
1: He was asleep on the floor in the
0: kitchen. There was food nearby. It makes sense.
2: <laughs> he was very pleased to be uh, up on that bridge piloting that boat. He was...
0: I got quite to say, happy with himself. that
1: fridge looked quite comfortable. There's like front seats in
2: front of the um, helm there. Yeah, no, it looked like a very nice fishing platform.
0: Looked unbelievable. There's, like a cabin and sleeping on the floor and like a little dining table. Imagine
2: the foodery,
1: foodery, Joe. Oh, oh mate, Joe would be cooking roast pork like every night. I reckon.
2: Yeah, it'd be just amazing. Um, and then would, the, you, would we be vomiting at night though, Joe? Nah,
0: I don't know. Uh, no, you just got to take your pills. <laughs> the other thing I love about about that are. <laughs> where they're at is it's it's uh docked at Me Tongue, I believe. Um, at the at, pub, oh. Pawsey's beloved Me Tongue pub. That's yep. why they got the birthing there, isn't it?
2: Well, apparently, it's the only one they could get, so it was just uh, fate. I right. happened to be at a pub, so <laughs> it worked out really nicely. There's for plenty them. in the north arm um, in uh um lakes there, yeah, yeah. right. right. Yeah. Oh, they went out on the Friday, apparently, it was a bit rough on the Friday. They only got like one drop in and then they vomited all night. I heard Brendan
1: crash the... Through the bar,
2: just random rogue raves <laughs> were coming through the bar. Apparently, when he got out, Oh, yeah, he said something about that. There were some sets coming through, um, and yeah, so it wasn't a very comfortable night on the on the big riv.
0: Uh, Dave, I, I, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. I'd like to know how on that riv. How long does it take out to get to the swords? It's a big diesel Depend- engine.
2: Oh, I don't know what they were cruising
1: at, um, Joe. Um, I think once I just saw the sounder, and they're going about.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Maybe twenty six knots. That's pretty quick. That's quick, isn't it? I
0: thought maybe seventeen or eighteen, but yeah.
1: a, maybe Brendan was just doing a flat stick thing. Maybe they was, did use eight hundred
2: liters of fuel, apparently. So
0: how many?
1: Eight hundred liters. Oh, wow. <laughs> d-
0: d- diesel or unloaded? Diesel. diesel. So yeah, that's okay.
1: that's at least sixteen hundred bucks of fuel. But mind wow. you, that's their accommodation too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: It actually works out alright if
0: you and, split it with a few. And people. the Gen
1: set would have been running overnight. Yep.
2: So yeah, the, they had
1: the generator going. Yeah, yep.
2: No, it's uh yeah, And I, the
1: water maker? I would, I would have expected I would have expected about that much. Yeah, um, Which like, isn't bad. If you've got four people, that's five hundred bucks each. Wait, so yeah. water maker? Yeah, a lot of these big boats have water makers. What what does it Desalination, mini desal plants. Yeah. Really? What do well, you the, know about desal plants? It, it
0: changes the seawater. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't it know if that one has that, but a lot, lot of these big boats have water makers. Yeah, I believe it, but yeah. like, isn't that a fairly, like, that's a pretty new fandangled thing, right? Or mm, they've been around really. for a long time. No. A long time, Joey. There yeah, you go. Common.
2: Um Yeah, so they, the next day, apparently, they fish pretty hard um, for nothing. They got a few... Bottom fish on the electric. I heard a couple um, of Gurnards. Just to be honest, little ocean perch things.
0: There was an Instagram post of trying every canyon exclamation mark.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, And some of the sound shots I must say that he sent through did look really good. Some big marks on there. I did see that potential swordfish. Everyone was actually marking what looked like swordfish. Um, So it's probably looking all right there once all the pests move on. Joel was saying he's not going back until those fugu's are gone. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was saying. He's like, he's not going to bother. Um, maybe he's trying to scare everyone away. Oh, maybe. Maybe he had a <laughs> really good trip and he's kept it quiet. Um, but some of the bycatch I saw from the boats out there over the weekend included really nice albacore, um, some hapuka. I did see the albacore were over 20 kilos. Good Albi dogs. Yeah. Good alby mangles. Um, so yeah. people
1: getting puka as well, are they?
2: Yeah, hapuka, uh the ocean perch like Brendan got. Ling and Blue Eye. Yeah. So at least, you know, you come in with a bit of a fade. I, I reckon eight.
0: Harpuka would make a good palmer too.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. W- nice white flesh. Anything <laughs> will make a good palmer. Puka palmer. <laughs> Puka palmer. Puka palmer. <laughs> Puka palmer. you got to catch them first. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get one.
2: Yeah. So many boats out there and only really one sword came in from Richie, um, unsurprisingly. So well done, Richie. Uh uh, what, we're still doing our reports. Oh, actually,
1: yeah, down at uh, Port Mac, Thomas Pinter and his brothers, they caught
2: a few barrels. He sent in a photo. Wish I had it for the uh.
0: Oh, the Oh, co- the Codmaster.
2: Yeah, yeah. A couple of big barrels. Yeah, Port Mac went absolutely bonkers over the last week with yeah. very large tuna.
1: Many um, oh,
2: boats with multiple large tuna. Yeah. On the deck. A lot. <laughs> There was even records trying to get broken
1: here. Um, I believe there was 150 kilo ones weighed with guts and blood still in it to try and make records. What was but, that? Yeah, yeah. So, missed out by <laughs> like, 50 grams apparently.
0: All right. <laughs> what, 151 and 161 in the last week? That, that was
2: at Port Ferry, I think, those ones. Yeah, there was a yeah. couple of real big ones well, at Port Ferry. Yeah. Well, the
0: shot was back at the Bull ramp and I don't know if those boats might have tracked towards the west or not.
2: Not sure, Joe. Um but yeah, there was that uh there was an 160 a one sixty and as you said, one fifty caught out of Port Ferry last week, which is some really big fish. And yeah, Port Ferry has even up to the last few days been producing a few big fish still. Yes. So you don't have to go to Port Mac for the barrels, but, but I did see Salty Dog got a,
1: onto another one yesterday, was it? Yeah, so I think so, yeah. He's doing well. Yeah. So that's really
2: quite world class. And he, he's calling
1: this the season of all seasons as well. So it's not just me Yeah, I just noticed it. Okay. Um,
2: <laughs> the other thing we've seen out of there has been a few Slender Tuna. Oh, yes. We which did. of these literally look like a bluefin but slender. Okay, I've got it up on Wikipedia here. Yeah.
1: And it's got a completely different name. Okay. I don't even know how to say that. How do you say it? Well, you allo-thunus don't have it on the screen. Thali.
2: We can't see it on the screen. I, I, oh, sorry, <laughs> I only got told
0: about slender tuna just before we went on air today, and my mind's totally blown. I'm like, "What do you mean, slender tuna? Do you mean they, they haven't uh, had dinner?"
1: Like, you should
2: see their pectoral
1: the, fins. They're like little little nuggets. So that's
2: Alothunnus fallai, by the looks of it. So thunnus is basically scientific name for tuna, and yeah, there's been a few of these turning up, but someone put a photo which I've grabbed off social media and the flesh on them looks absolutely shocking. Okay, Joey, are you prepared to eat something that looks like this? This is the flesh.
0: All right. So we don't
1: know if they all look like this because I've never caught one before and I don't think Dave has either. No, never. And this guy's processed this and Dave's just sent it to me. So be prepared (laughs) to eat something like this. (laughs) Look
2: at Joey's face.
0: You're joking. put Put that back up. Okay, so like for people that are listening, it's like a black fillet <laughs> with a bright red bloodline with blotches of pink. pink.
1: Now, what are these little white parasite-looking things? What is I that? I don't know.
0: Maybe that looks parasites. absolutely awful.
2: Doesn't look very appealing, does it? No,
0: I'd be putting that straight through the burley pot, Davy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh, I'm maybe, not sure. Maybe if, just
1: don't keep it, Joe. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure if that. all slender fillets look like that. It could have just but, been this one that was perhaps sitting on the deck cooking. Who knows? Are th- are these um,
2: warm-blooded tunas as well, or or not? Um, I'd assume so. Aren't yeah. they all the same? Well, have uh, lo- <laughs> got Wikipedia s- up, but anyway,
0: could, could you bring up a picture of how one actually looks? I'd love to see one.
2: Okay, well, well, they look like a bluefin but slenderer, yeah. basically, Joe. So, yeah, been a few of those caught. Are we okay. actually waiting for you to get this up? Okay, no, yeah. no, keep talking. That's all right.
0: Um, slender Tuna. <laughs>
2: slender Tuna, Joe, Slender Tuna. Um, Special
0: K Jenny Craig Tuners.
2: Yeah, so uh, moving back locally away from the tuners, we're we getting them up here, are we? I'm oh, just showing Joey what they look like. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: they're, they're quite Slender. Is that one? No, that doesn't look like one, but that one definitely is.
2: Yeah, maybe that is one.
0: Yeah, they got, like see, st- they got stumpy fins.
2: See the little nugget? I Oh, look
0: at its dorsal. It's not yeah. even big at all. No. Yeah, they're like, yeah, stumpy fins. That's interesting. With,
2: with mouldy flesh.
0: <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> um, yeah, moving back towards home, whiting, snapper, all that stuff going Dave, on. Dave, I did see the snapper turned back on for Easter. They did.
1: Like there was like 88 centimetre ones called and yeah. the charter boats were banging them again for that Good Friday bite. There's amazing.
0: Al- and there's always a good run, I know, deep off Mornington about Anzac Day coming up to sort of now. Wow. Absolutely. Might be worth a try.
2: Spot on Joey. As that water's cooling down, the fish are continuing to fire. So there's always that option if you're not if you're not into big game fishing and long drives. The local fishery is still good because we've also got lots of really nice squid around. In both bays. My brothers actually went out on Friday in Westernport and got a few nice squid just off Stony there. Very nice. I um, enjoyed the squid off there. Yeah. Nice, easy fishing and they're good eating, good bait, all that sort of thing. The other thing in Western Port was the Kings. Yes. About a report yes. sent in. So Jason's done a little video. I noticed he was just trying to call you then. Was, that, was he yeah. trying to stop you from spreading his report? I don't know, but he's <laughs> he sent me the video
1: so it's going up. So... He has gone down to Western Fort, I think it was last week, some stage, and he's gone in Western Fort and caught two metre kings on a double. Crazy. Two metres? Two one metre oh. Two metre long kings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Two meteries. Yeah, so here's his... crikey. Just like I said, on wind against tide. Podcasts, double hookup, Put a tag in
0: these guys. His boat seems okay. to be sinking. Oh, no, he's like doing a live well
1: on the deck of his... <laughs> <laughs> I have <laughs> noticed these king fishermen seem to flood their
2: boats. Is that a self-draining deck or does he just fill his boat no, with water?
1: Well, obviously he had uh, the drain going to keep these fish... Um, Nice and, I guess, wet. He's plugged up the drain. <laughs> yes. He's really just filled his boat with water there. Well know, done, the Jase. You found the Western Vault Kings. They're back,
2: guys. They're back. I'm sure Jace will be providing GPS marks and some yeah. exact data for them very shortly. <laughs> no, it might be on one of those... Um, Subscription sites. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jase <what> is Jace's <laughs> going to start his own on. Yes. He might have. Aces fishing spots. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> there you go. Um, yes, that's a good effort. So well That's done, what happens Jace. when you just keep persisting yep. again and again. And he did tell me
1: West, in Western Port, don't ask questions. That's all he said to me.
2: Well, Can I'm going to ask questions.
1: Was it on the boys? No, I would have said it was offshore if it was offshore. But, mm. but oh, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, well done. I reckon, um, look, i got a few other reports, but it's basically we've covered... Most stuff, and we're dragging on a little bit here, so we might move on from that one. Yeah. Unless you guys have anything else to add?
1: Uh, not particularly. Like, I think we've covered the bread and butter species that everyone's been catching and, yeah. Look, look res-
0: reserve me a spot for next week's uh, hookup. Yeah. I'll have a report. Oh, Joey's
1: actually- I've gone out and said it. He's <laughs> implementing a plan here, guys. This is actually going to be exciting because he was be- sure he was going to do something this week. He said, that's it. I'm making it happen.
0: He's gone to another gear here. Yep. What's, what's what's your plan, Joey? You just have to wait and find out. <laughs> but just reserve me a spot for some hookup. At the very worst, we'll have a real estate report, Joe. I reckon. Yes. <laughs> I reckon he's planning a trip to
1: ferry with shoe.
0: No, but Sean's um, Sean's got um, family commitments at the minute. So yeah, I, I need to find a boat. <laughs> 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 and you guys seem to have used all your leave passes for fishing.
2: Ah, I wouldn't say that. I've had a very family oriented weekend, Joe. Getting a few brownie points back in place. Very good. I hope Maddie doesn't listen to this ne- Next
1: week <laughs> next week's probably a write-off for me because my um wife and my beautiful three year old are back from New Zealand as of tomorrow. So they can come. <laughs> they can come. Um that's beautiful. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so that'll that'll, uh, do us for the reports, I reckon. And before we move on to our questions, I don't know how many questions we've got here, probably not many because everyone's asleep on their Monday. Um, We're bringing back one segment, Adrian. Oh, my goodness. One we like to call What Grinds My Gears.
0: To Peter Griffin for You Know What Really Grinds My Gears. Thanks, Tom. You know what really grinds my gears...
2: Yep. Dave, tell me what grinds your gears. Well, what grinds my gears, Adrian, is I've seen this a few times lately, <laughs> is people using whole bluefin, which are a beautiful species that are, have been in the past listed as critically endangered. They're now recovering, so they're on the right track. But there's people taking these fish for the sole purpose of using them as shark burly.
1: Well, technically whole, they're
2: allowed to do this. Because- are they? I don't think they are. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to use whole Fish oh, okay. whole bluefin as bait. Look, whole bluefin. Yeah. If it's got three hooks in it, I think it's legal. No, I don't think <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty sure that you're not allowed you're not allowed to use whole bluefin as bait or burly. You can uh, use I've offcuts seen, and offal. Hang on. I've seen Marlin fishers use
1: full tuna like yellow fins and
0: Yeah, I'm not talking about them. What's look, the difference? I, I, I'm talking I'm, about bluefin. Okay. I, I'm gonna put my hand up and I've I've used bluefin for, for burley before, but that
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's off cuts.
0: You but, can just kill a bunch of bluefin for the sole purpose of using them. Not burly. for the, the sole purpose of burley, but it's like I haven't gotten through the, the meat that I've taken home and yeah, it's, it's been these, more than three months in the freezer and I've used it for why you yeah, step a yeah, burly. What Dave's yeah, trying to Joe, say people
1: are deliberately snap freezing whole fish, chucking it in the freezer as a whole, and then when they go shark fishing, they pull these whole tunas
2: out of their freezer and take them on the boat. You, wow. you're diluting what I'm saying.
0: No, no, I'm you're, not.
2: You're using the offcuts, which everyone does. And, yeah, you've forgotten to eat some in the freezer, which is <laughs> a shame, but, you know, it does not No,
0: happen. no, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm like that That actually happens. That uh, Yeah, wow. <laughs> well,
2: I just, it, it, it does, it's, it doesn't sit well with me, that people are killing a, such a precious commodity that, you know, cultures all over the world pay a massive premium to just get some of this meat because... It's, it is really good eating and it should be appreciated. And people are just using them to catch sharks, which, let's mm. be honest, they would eat anything. You don't really need to be using uh, somewhat endangered. Yeah. Well, not endangered, but precious bluefin tuna for that. I'm pretty sure the uh, longliners, the best quality tuna
1: they get on their longlines goes straight to Japan. We don't get a look at those fish. No. They're, no. They're,
2: I think only recently there's been any local... Um, market for bluefin because they were going for so much money overseas. Yeah, I, I think there's, I think over COVID there was some, I think yeah that it was hard to um, export fish or something like that, and there was a bit of a local market started to happen. But and, yeah,
0: and I have seen that um, you know mako shark fishing still even in this autumn yeah. season is still very very popular at the minute. It oh, is, yeah.
2: But is- like I said, you don't need blue like it, yeah the frames are more than enough. You don't need to be keeping fish solely to just bloody feed the dumb sharks.
0: And, and look, <laughs> how much is one of those, you know, ten, five kilo, ten kilo burly sausages? Now quarter?
1: this this comes to the point where I say where people just kill because it's glory, and then it gets to the end of the day, and it's easier maybe to chuck the whole fish in a freezer.
2: Oh, yeah. you can be guaranteed that yeah, not yeah. everything's getting eaten. And I, I, the other thing I love is when they someone will hang a big tuna and they write the weight, and then they go bled. Like, like, well, yeah, you'd want to hope it's bled, mate. What the, what's the point of keeping it if it's not bled and be ruined?
0: It's absolutely awful um, big barrel tuna <laughs> that that's is not very bled prop, um, properly.
2: Yeah, it tastes bad, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's awful.
2: You're going to keep them. You want to look after
0: them. I've said it a few times on this podcast. Best barrel ever eaten was hung in a cool room um, for a week. I think something to do with a friend of mine went on ball with Salty Dog and, oh, that was... Was that
1: sub, sub McCluskey?
0: Uh, no, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a local Warrnambool fella, uh, Nathan Vick. He went okay. out on salty dog, and yeah, they got a barrel. They got it in straight away. Took it into the cool room and um, let it hung. So all the blood came out of it. The meat was cool. The meat will shrink when it's cooler, and the blood will come out. And the meat is just absolutely next level. Oh, it's a lot of
2: work if you kill a big tuna. Remember the last week we spent like a whole week mm, cutting was, up and portioning and, and yeah because we ended up keeping more than we wanted but we still made sure that we every bit of it got used. Oh, 100%. You
1: know, since I got back to Melbourne all I've eaten is tuna. Mm. And it is bloody delicious.
2: Auby mangle. P- oh,
1: and bluefin I've been having. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got some tuna back off my Indian friends that I gave uh Barrel two the other week, and I got it back in a curry form. It oh, was really? delicious, so oh, yeah. Oh, and good. I got pickled curried china as well.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. My, my dad does that. And um, I just thing. put it straight on
1: um, fresh bread with a bit of kewpie, and it was so magnificent. If if fish came like this in a can, I would go for it. It was just absolutely amazing.
0: You guys are making me, <laughs> me jealous. I've been so busy with work. Like I woke up on Good Friday and totally disregarded the, the mass supermarket shut Closures on Good <laughs> oh, no, Friday. You, you called
2: me panicking, I th- and I thought, "Oh, he's gonna—he's coming over. He's coming over." <laughs> he's, he's, he's coming he over probably should have come
1: drive. over on Good. Was it Good Friday or yeah, Saturday that fr- we had those palmas? That was Saturday. Saturday, because mm-hmm. yeah, we had some nice palmas. Oh, bloody delicious! Next time,
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what grinds my gears. But do we want to move on to questions on uh, Instagram, Adrian? Yeah, sure. That Actually
0: feel Like, there's not very many. There. Okay, did you have a sound bite for this? Like, wasn't it something like hit me with your questions? Oh, no, I don't think we
1: recorded that. Oh, well, there you go.
2: Dave wasn't quite happy with how he sounded. Oh, well, just use what Joe just did. <laughs> well, there you go. We've got a sound bite now. <laughs> okay, so
1: Dave's put up this post here. Doing a post.
2: Oh, it's a real bad response.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Um, well, we'll go through it anyway. Stu Kent, he's saying, do you have to grow a beard to be a top fisherman? Seems like it's the secret. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still letting mine grow into a nice puffy thing and then I'll get myself a, a pipe. Well, then, yeah, every old man in the sea has a
2: beard. And a pipe. Don't forget the pipe. It's proven to increase fishing pro- productivity by eighty percent. I don't know how Jonah catches anything. <laughs> very clean shaven. Uh, let's let's
1: be honest. He's from Hong Kong, China. He'll get mad at me for saying China at the end, but he's from Hong Kong, and I don't think they grow a lot of beards over there, do they?
0: <laughs> no. Well, no. Don't, they, don't they grow the um, the, the, the long the whisker, the long curly hair. mustache like yeah. a Shaolin master? Yeah, but there's only like three yeah.
2: hairs that come out, only when you become a martial arts yeah. Uh, expert, do you grow a beard over there? Is that right, Joe? Or is that a gross generalization? No, I'm
0: just thinking of um, Double Dragon from uh, <laughs> 1986 video games. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's what I'm thinking of too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think beards are very helpful. Um, next question from Kim, who needs a special mention because he hooked up to a barrel on a stick bait at Port Ferry last week and bought it for an hour and a half. Oh, yes, Kim Barnard. him and Shane. So that is devastating when effort. you lose one on the side of the boat. Yeah, they pulled the hook. So, great effort to get the hook up. Bad luck pulling the hook there, Kim. Um, he said, how do you keep the other boats from getting too close to you when you're hooked up to a jumbo? You just yell abuse at them on the radio.
0: Yeah. No, I've <laughs> seen Dave on the radio very aggressively. <laughs> telling oh, I don't know about that. Give me some room.
1: Over. I've actually thought about getting an air
2: horn on my boat for times. Oh, like that, that is brilliant! Like just.
1: Oh Jesus!
2: <laughs> I don't know why people feel the need to get close to other boats tr- that are hooked up. Like you're not. I've never ever seen anyone actually hook up doing that. Like you know, you've already drifted away from where you've hooked the fish anyway. Yeah. You know, when I was hooked up solo the other week, I had about
1: three or four boats trolling right next to me because I think that because you have got a fish there
2: that there's going to be. More yeah. Even though I drifted two kilometers off where I hooked up. <laughs> when I was on yeah. that barrel um, the other week, Brendan was doing spins around us, which was getting footage and photos for us, which was lovely. But because it was him and Pawsy, they couldn't be bothered pulling their own lures in. <laughs> <So they laughs> yes, were, do you remember that? <laughs> they were constantly at danger of tangling our fish with their lures.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing like, circ- we're circling this fish, following its pinwheel the whole time. Um, that's the only way we could get line back because it just wanted to be under the boat. And Brendan kept trolling right next to us, so every time i do a circle, I'd almost be, you know, running over his spread.
2: Yeah, it Unreal. wasn't real, wasn't ideal, but um, all worked out all right. Um, <clears throat> so was that uh, the only question there, Adrian? Um, there's, there's another oh, one. Nathan
1: McDermott. It's more that's of right. a statement, not a question. Big thanks again, guys, because. Um, Nathan was asking us a lot of questions about Port Ferry and he got his first ever tuna on his boat. Not a barrel, but his first ever tuna. So, well done, Nathan.
0: Yeah,
2: that's awesome. Um, Awesome. Congrats. There's just one more in Messengers here that I'll read out, which was um, Shane Fergus has said, what depths are you finding the barrels in at Port Ferry, which we sort of covered a bit Mm -hmm. earlier. Um, We were in 50 metres the other week, and I've certainly noticed they're sort of pushing out and west a little bit um, from what we could see. and. We got them the other day in uh, 55. I know they're sort of out over 60 at the moment. Mm. That, that's the thing about tuna, very unpredictable. They could push back in shallower again or you don't really. It's very, very hard to accurately predict where they're going. Oh, but I'd, I'd be working my way out a little bit deeper at the moment and maybe off the back of Julia Percy Island. Yeah, I think there's been a few fish sort of travelling that way. But, um, yeah, I think that sort of... Wraps up the questions. Everyone's obviously at home.
0: Yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a question. I don't know if question,
2: uh, I don't know if
0: Adrian might want to get this up on the computer. I'd love to just see the current long-range forecast. Oh, we're later this run. week. Can we just do a little? <laughs> what weather? are you looking at, Eaglehawk Neck? Or <laughs> oh, we'll just do the we'll do the West Coast for now. Oh, okay. well, give us both if it's not too much trouble.
2: Okay, well, just, yeah. So people just who just are listening, you, hey, we forgot a question. Rahul said, promoted on Reality Records.
1: That seems, <laughs> seems, g- seems legit. <laughs> Is that a question <laughs> at the end of it though?
2: <laughs> Reality records?
0: Look, I just reckon people that are listening to this podcast today thinking maybe you're going fishing later on in the week. Okay, so Tazzy's written off, oh, no, no, it looks pretty good. And I'm thinking- Who's
2: Bodhi lining up, Joe? Or are you trying to get on anyone who listens to this podcast
0: but? <laughs> <laughs> well. Wow.
2: What day would you like to go, Joe, and we'll uh, line okay. you up a ride? I'm
0: looking at wh- Thursday or Friday.
2: Thursday or Friday, if any wind against titers are going jumbo fishing or swords, Thursday or Friday, Joseph Fernand, Decky Extraordinaire, is available and he will get on your boat. Southwest looks amazing, guys. On Thursday. Well,
0: you're guaranteed your report will be on this show. Joe will get on the
2: boat. He'll provide food. Yeah,
1: Thursday and Friday both look amazing. Off the
2: southwest, even understand the food that he will provide.
0: I thought it was, um, I saw on Seabreeze it was up to a five meter swell. Uh, Don't worry about that, you just look at the wind, yeah. Swell, smell, you say, swells nothing without wind. I am known for Vomitron 2000.
2: (laughs) You are not, do you (laughs) know? He is, I've seen him. Oh, Jesus, yes.
0: Thursday (laughs) and Friday, what's Tassie Thursday and Friday? (laughs) Yeah, no, it looked all right, okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah. Jonah.
2: Can we get Jonah on the line? <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up, boys. Uh, oh, no. Thursday was terrible. Sorry I lied. Lovely to see you both on this Monday morning.
1: Oh, thanks, David. Um, it was good to get one out, punch one out early. Yeah. Are we going to do two
2: this week or just the one? We might try and do two. Maybe Friday or something. No promises, though, people. But we'll see how we go. But, you know, we did put up a video last week of your, uh, yeah. your Taz Buzz. We actually did two videos last week. We did. You did. Yeah. Well done. And so thanks. plenty of content going up there people make sure you jump on and like and subscribe even though I'm going to play that audio again now what's up you <laughs> bloody legends thanks for listening to Win Against Tide again that's it for another episode please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel you'd be doing us a massive favour thanks guys
1: oh, thanks guys and yeah
2: that's Peace the end of the show out
1: Chinagod.